0: Back to another edition of Inner Dominatrix, and today I have the dynamic Cindy Ashton with me. Cindy is an award-winning speech and presentation coach, and she has been my presentation coach, getting my speaking voice rocking, and I just adore her. So I have a really lovely lovely episode. with her. Of course, I know her personally, love her, adore her. So let me just welcome Miss Cindy Ashton. Well, hello.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have a girl crush on you. I love you too. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yeah. And as you can see, Cindy is also an amazing singer. Who knows? Maybe she'll break into song in our episode, but either way. So Cindy... Let me just give the audience a little bit of background. So tell me kind of a, I know there's so much that you do, but what do you want to share with the audience about your background, how you got to where you are of being like such an amazing speaking and presentation coach?
1: That's a really great question. So it's actually a very complicated answer. Let's see if I can drill this down to less than two minutes. So there's a bunch of stuff that from my background that has really helped me to be what I am as a speaking and presentation coach. And the first is my own life story. And just stay with me for a second because it's going to connect. So I have always dreamed of being on stages and in the cross world since I was a fetus. And when I was born, my body had other plans for me. I was born with a 20% chance of living and underwent three heart surgeries by age 14 and had a bunch of different surgeries and left side of my body was structurally damaged and couldn't walk and couldn't speak and all these crazy things. And so how does this relate to me doing what I do? Well, part of it is that growing up, I never thought I would live past my teens. But beyond that, because of all the cutting of bones and tissues and nerves, I was in chronic pain all the time that I couldn't sleep through the night till I was 29. So despite that, though, my spirit to perform and speak was so huge that I trained as a singer-dancer actor. I did a degree in music, and I did a, worked on my diploma in operatic performance. And so I was training, 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 and I would go out to audition, and even though I had way more technique and credentials and personality than most people audition auditioning I would be torn apart and it really came to this and what I came to realize is that despite having a million credentials Because I was in so much pain, I was having to push past the pain to be able to perform, that I was coming across as highly aggressive. And so part of what has shaped me and what I do is that a lot of speaking training out there is stand here, pose here, smile this way, sparkle this way, do this, do that. And it's very canned and very robotic. And what I've learned is that you could do all those things, but the stress and the tension that you carry in your body directly influence how you present yourself to other people. So lucky me, this was totally a fluke. I had done my double major and my second major was kinesiology and I, specialized in relaxation therapy. So I had only taken this degree because I wanted to learn how to take care of my body better. But what I started to notice is that when I applied my relaxation strategies to myself, suddenly, even when I had a lot of pain or I was really stressed that day, I was still able to read with magnetism and present myself brilliantly. And as soon as that light switch went on, I suddenly started booking big musicals and touring across North America and having huge success as a performer. So when you ask me about my background, you know, a lot of every single one of my clients that come to me, they may not have heart problems and significant, you know, physical issues in their body, but they have other kinds of stress that affect how they present themselves. So a lot of my background is my own experience, but it's also with my degree and it's also as a performer, all my performing training is about getting my clients to really speak and present themselves from a truthful place as
0: opposed to the canned stand here here having experienced your work I can really test to the fact that you know that process of getting even more connected I mean I've done so much work of connecting with my body and, and getting in tune but it's different when you're talking about being connected with your body in the moment while you're present right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just presenting
1: on stage. It's when you're on the phone. I, it's, it's when you're networking. It's when you're interacting with people. I had a client come to me a few years ago, and she said, I don't understand what's wrong. I, I can't convert more than 4% on the phone. And when I looked at her stuff online, her branding was great. Her marketing funnels are great. Her questions that she was asking in her sales process were great. But the minute I heard her voice I knew what the problem was. And what most speaking trainers do is that they do voice effects or speech effects. So they're like, well, just speak louder. Well, if I speak louder, I now sound aggressive. Mm-hmm. Or they're like Articulate. and Now if I'm over-articulating, I sound like a robot. So <laughs> with her, all my clients, as you know, I really work on the body tension and opening up the throat and opening up the back of the throat, releasing the jaw and motivating that breath through the body, and into the voice, so the voice is much more relaxed. And this client, just by learning how to get in her body, connect with her speaking voice, started converting 40% on the sales, 4% to 40% wow. on the phone, just by changing her voice. It's, it's really amazing how important it is for us to be truly connected to who we are so that we can be relaxed and open and confident, but also interact with people in a way that's more
0: authentic mm, I love it. what a great story like one of the main reasons that I invited you on this show i'll I'll be selfish is that I know that you have worked with two coaches that are dominatrix, and I would love to just kind of dig into that a little bit and yeah no can you share a little bit of that experience like what was it that brought you to that point and what did it do for you I'd I love that
1: question because I love talking about this. So just to kind of preface this, you know, growing up, at least the way I was raised is that, you know, dominatrix is a hard person. It beats people with a flogger. And I had all these preconceptions of what a dominatrix was. And then suddenly I was giving singing lessons to, it was an adult, but I had an adult student for singing lessons. And she was a dominatrix and I would be teaching her. And at the end of a session, she said, you know, Cindy, I need to, it's, it's time for me to whip you in shape. And I was like, oh, good God, this is going to be maybe a little bit TMI for people. <laughs> but um, it, she literally, this coach literally changed my life because I had done a lot of personal development and inner work. And I definitely saw differences and changes in my life, but nothing that was really earth shattering or really breaking through the next level. And from working with her and you, by the way, are my second dominatrix that I've worked Mm -hmm. with. We'll get to my work with you a little bit later. With dominatrix number one, what was really interesting is what I learned is that being a dominatrix is actually not, it's not about being dominant or controlling another person. It, it, you know, what I learned from you that's deep this is that it's really about creating, being really clear what your parameters are. What will you accept? What will, won't you accept? Where can you compromise? It's like really setting the stage. With her, my breakthroughs was many, but one of them was softening me up because part of it is I have that aggression to me. I'm still a big spirit, but I had an edge and an aggression to mm. me that was pushing people away. And she really taught me, by being in the inner dominatrix, you have to settle into yourself. So while I was on stage and with my clients and settled into myself, and everything else in my life I wasn't settled into myself and I and she really helped me tap into that feminine energy which made people desire me and desire wanting to be with me and I had before that I always had so many dysfunctional relationships with men because I would go into these interactions and I didn't I either resisted them often I was resisting them because I'm like well I'm a powerful woman and a lot of people would say well dominatrixes are powerful women they are but being a powerful woman is It's actually not by saying, well, I can do this on my own, and you need to do this, and it's not demanding of men, but it's actually allowing men to express their love and express themselves to you in the way that they know how, instead of trying to control them. Mm. And so that was really interesting, because now, you'll attest this, being one of my best friends, I have a harem of men around me all the freaking
0: time. (laughs) You do.
1: Crazy, and these men pamper me and take care of me. And I feel so in my power because they see me, they honor me, they love me. Mm -hmm. I am not losing my power by having men take care of me, I'm actually Mm -hmm. gaining power. And it was so so that was a major breakthrough with her. Now, the other that I'm that I was starting to allude to is going to probably freak some people out. So, what I'm gonna say is just be open minded. If you have not experienced it, just be open-minded. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to share my experience, but at least be open to hearing it. And this was the day that she took me to a, through a priestess ceremony. And essentially, I arrived at her home, and her home had been redecorated to be a dungeon. I'm sure we have people freaking out So as they're listening to this. And now here's the thing. I'm sure a lot of you are thinking, oh, she's going to dominate you. Are you lesbian? So... I'm not. I'm as straight as I get. However, if I was a lesbian, I would be proud. I would be proud of myself regardless who I am. So this is not about sex. So when she invited me into her home, i.e. her dungeon, to dominate me, it was not sexual at all. It Mm -hmm. was not sexual at all. Okay? I want to be really clear. And this is where people get all tied up. Mm Mm-hmm. you talk about this a lot, Dana, they automatically think it's sexual. And it's like, mm, most of the time, you know, I once had, I'm going to sidetrack for a second. I actually had a client about five or six years ago, who actually got paid to be a dominatrix. She actually slept with men to be like, she was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. And she hired me to help her present herself better so she can command higher pay. But the interesting thing is, you know, as a side note, what she told me is that most of the men who hire her don't even care about the sex so much, but they're looking for something else. Yeah. They're looking for someone to take the pressure off them because they're powerful men who are achieving a lot and have the world on their shoulders and they have to be responsible. And when they get dominated, it lets them just relax and let someone else take care of them. Isn't that cool?
0: It's, yeah, I know that very well. That is such a great synopsis of, of what it is, what it is people are looking for. Right. So
1: going back to this dungeon scene, because I'm sure everyone is dying to know what the hell happened in this dungeon. (laughs) So the first thing is, she says, I need you naked. Again, this is not sexual, but she says, I need you naked for this. Do you know it took her an hour and a half to coach me to be naked because I was so ashamed of my body at the time? Mm. Yeah, I was really ashamed of my body. And so the first activity that she did with me is she put me on a leash. And again, I'm sure people are wondering, she did what? So she put a collar around my neck and she put me on a leash and she said, I'm going to walk around the room. And she says, your right hand has to step with my left foot. So if you can imagine, I'm on all fours. And as she's walking, I'm having to make sure that my right hand is popping and making sure it's next to her foot the whole time. Mm -hmm. Now. Remember how I said I've been in chronic pain my whole life and I couldn't sleep through the night until I was 29? So here's the thing. When you are managing illness all the freaking time, 24-7, it becomes all-encompassing. And the interesting thing is when I was following her for that three or four minutes on all fours (laughs) with a lead, at the end of it, she says, hey, I was just wondering, did you um, feel any of your pain at that time? And I said, no. And she says, you're right that you need to be managing your chronic illness, but she said, you are so engrossed in managing your illness on a day-to-day basis that you have completely lost focus, which is why, and at the time, this is true, at the time, my business was a shambles, everything in my life was a shambles, because I couldn't focus on anything long enough because I was so distracted by the problem of my chronic illness. Even though I had had a lot of coaching, I didn't get it until somebody put a freaking leash on me
0: some of us need extreme measures, but it does. It's such a physical (laughs) connection.
1: I love it. It was amazing. And then the second thing is, is she tied me up and she did the flogging thing. And so what was interesting is, is the first time she flogged me, I screamed and I yelped. And she goes, honey, that was a one out of 10 in terms of pain. I said, no, it wasn't. And she says, because you've lived with illness your whole life, and because you've had so much physical pain, she says, you have become so guarded that even a one, you automatically react without actually knowing that that was a one and very little flogging. Wow. And it totally opened me up. I'm getting shivers. I mean, this was such a revolutionary thing I had been through. Yeah but it was really quite amazing because it opened me up to realize that i can't receive anything in any part of my life because i'm so afraid that the littlest thing is going to damage me even further because i was already taking care of a fragile body mm. so by the end of the session she was flogging me at a 10 and i didn't feel a thing That's i mean i felt a little bit i felt a little bit but not like a 10 should really feel i mean she was whipping me yeah because she had taught me how to surrender into the pain and let the pain in. So the pain transforms me mm-hmm. as opposed to causing me to, to close up and stop receiving and stop being the person I truly am. Okay. It was revolutionary.
0: Isn't that amazing? I love it. I love it. This is, this is why I wanted to have you on this show because it's like you can speak from the other side. And you really really articulate that story very well. I love it. Thank you. Well, and
1: I also was that girl who is raised in a very conservative house where you don't talk about sex and you don't talk about, and it's immoral. And how could these people beat other people? I mean, this is what I was raised with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it took a lot of courage on my part to be open to it, but I was kind of desperate at that point in my life. My whole life five years ago was a mess, total mess. Yeah. So that's why I said to people listening, if you had the same background as me and this seemed like an immoral thing or something that's so out of your realm or that you're judging it, this is why I wanted you to be open to it. Just be open to hear the other side because boy, was I you, for those of you who have the judgment, I was you 10 years ago.
0: Nice. Yeah. And the beauty of that surrender like surrendering into it whether it's you know through the actual physical techniques or you know I've transitioned more into doing it on an energetic level now either way that surrender energy for me is the same it's been a huge transformation in my life and what I see with my clients it's so beautiful to watch so mm-hmm. I love it. Love it. it. And then, of course, your (laughs) business started to take off, and you started making more money.
1: Yay! We love money.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, the big thing with the money piece came from working with you, Dana. (laughs)
0: so tell me about that
1: (laughs) let's talk about dana now let's yay let's let's do some dana love (laughs) (laughs) i
0: love it bring it on
1: yeah let's bring it on i love how you receive it it's great so dana you are like one of my besties and i love you to pieces but you have totally changed my life there is a bunch of stuff that i knew and i would talk about but i didn't really know it until I didn't know it on a deep level and to the point where it would transform my life. So there's a bunch of things. One of them for me, there's been so many things, but one of them in terms of the dominatrix piece has been around setting the stage for everything that I want so that life isn't happening to me. It's happening. As Jim Carrey says, life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And mm-hmm. in my case, like, felt like like it got me my control back but not in a negative way where I'm controlling others so for example there were so many times where i would compromise on a contract or i would compromise here or compromise there or end up in a really dramatic situation because i wasn't clear on because i was too afraid to speak up about whatever and i remember once you gave me this analogy around when you are entering a dominatrix situation where you're going to dominate somebody you actually negotiate the whole scene before you even go into the bedroom or dungeon or whatever you're doing and I, re- I can't remember the name of that you're setting the stage right is it what's did you have a concept
0: around uh, that well it's 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 the pre it's the pre-work it's the negotiation and in that space you're not in character you're who you are, like on the day to day level. So, you right, want to, you want to negotiate with the person on an equal plane of power, right? And then when you step into the scene, then you agree to step in and and take that power, and the other person agrees to I'm going to surrender that power so that we can have this dynamic. Right. Okay. So, what was really helpful in all that, and is is how you really
1: helped me. When I had a situation of remove all the drama, don't go into the emotional stuff, let's just get rid of the emotional stuff first, so you would destroy and uncreate that in my energy field, Mm -hmm. and then you would really help me to say, okay, looking at this situation, what is what do you absolutely 100% need to happen for you to move forward with the situation or to or to overcome this or whatever that is or to negotiate this? What are the issues or the things you're willing to bend on and what are your absolute deal breakers? And just helping me to map all that out and really own my power because here's the thing is I would say well I'd like to make $5,000 on this but I guess it would be okay if I did a 1000 or you know I would always compromise right? Mm. You know, with you I would go in and I would be crystal clear of, okay, if they see it at 5,000, I can't do it, then what am I going to ask for in return? Or do I walk away? Or do I do this? Like you helped me to really negotiate so that I never felt like a victim. And I always felt okay with walking away, knowing that it wasn't in my best and highest good. And so what I have found is that when I communicate with people, I get right to the facts. There's no emotional drama to create more drama because emotional drama creates more emotional drama. Mm-hmm. There's no blaming. There's no nothing. It's just, here's my things. This is what I need. What do you, what's your counter offer? You know, and it's just, it's made a significant difference in how I approach business and how I work with things. It's pretty amazing.
0: Yay. Yeah. And it's been such a joy to watch. Um, to see your transformation over. I mean, you and I have been digging in for quite a while. And now, you know, and what I love now, I was thinking about this the other day, is that, you know, when I work with somebody for a really long time, when something comes up, I can laser in now and we can take it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Right. And if, you know, if I've only been working with somebody for a week or two, it's totally different. So I'm, I'm loving the fact that now where I can take you is, is even deeper.
1: You know, what I will say, Dana, about you is that your work is exceptional. You get instant results and long-term results. You need to be, whether it's anybody, but especially like the work that you do, if somebody is willing to invest three months or six months with you, it'll completely change your life. I mean, my life is so amazing and a large part is because of you. Aw, yeah, you're a big Dana fan. (laughs) But But, you know, I think that's what happens with a lot of people is that they get the instant relief because you're working so quickly. Is that they get the instant relief? And that's awesome, but they need to stick with it for the deeper stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's great that you can get rid of the surface stuff, but to get rid of the real deeper stuff, you know, where you have no triggers and you're sowing your power and you're rocking it out, not just with money, because money's important, but mm-hmm. you want to be rocking it out in terms of how you can look at yourself in the mirror and yeah. how to interact with everybody. I mean, that's a long-term thing.
0: It is. It is. And it's, it's getting to that place where, like, you know, I use the expression of going from fucked up to knowing that you're awesome. And that knowing that you're awesome is, is such a, like, it's, it is really a digging in deep process to get to that point where, you know, those, those judgments of yourself and the programs and, and all this, this stuff that's been there for years and years is not even like, it's like you look at it and you're like, Oh, that, that is so inconsequential. I'm not even going to let that into my yeah. field. Right. Yeah. and And to get to that point where you, own it, like really own it. I love the fact that you said, you know, you knew the tools before, you knew a lot of the tools that I work with, but it wasn't integrated in. And that's where I see that, that I just, I love getting when I really get to work with somebody on a, on a longer term basis, it integrates it in and becomes part of, it. you know, for you, it's become part of who you are.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so true. And and because, you know, you helped me master the tools, when stuff comes up, I can release it and get past it and be clear of exactly what I need to do in record time. It's- mm-hmm. Nothing
0: sticks to me for very long. It's like,
1: oh, this shows up. Gone, next.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you have just been kicking it. And then, of course, in just recently, you have launched your TV show, I have. And I'm sure, sh- you know, that is definitely as a result of you stepping up and shedding all of this stuff, being willing to go for your big dream. So yeah. tell the audience a little bit about your TV show, because it's very exciting. It is. And guess who's
1: uh, going to be on March 7th on my TV show? Uh-oh. Is it me? It's <laughs> you talking about the ugly side of the self-help world. Yes. Um, Cannot wait. You're our opener. So you better be good on my show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you were great. So, yeah, so Cindy on Cork is a daring, hilarious, and intelligent show that tackles women's issues from a fresh perspective. And so, if you think about a lot of talk shows, they, if you, and Dana talks about this whole thing of people believing that they need to be fixed. And the majority of the media and the majority of the self help world, and the, and practically every talk show I've ever seen, approaches their audience like they're victims and approaches them as if they need to be fixed. Think about how many shows we've watched where it's like, find out today how you can lose weight. Find out today how you can look younger. Blah, 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 blah. And so they have this approach that you are broken and need to be fixed. And the minute that we put that energy out in the world is when we cause people judgment, which causes shame. And, And if people are functioning from feeling in fear or shame or judgment, that's not going to help them elevate to the next level. And it just puts more poison into our whole world. So with Cindy Uncorked, I have the assumption that you're freaking awesome. And my job is to help you to think differently, push past boundaries, and expand into your greatness even more because you're already awesome. I'm just helping you to push up those boundaries a little bit more. So I am willing to talk about things like the power of the vagina to heal trauma in the body. You know, whenever we talk about vaginas on television, A, we don't use the word vagina because people are afraid of it. Even though (laughs) I'm not afraid of it here, though. (laughs) But, you know, people talk, anything that's related to that body parts around how to be a better lover, Mm -hmm. how to have pleasure, how to, here's the thing, is if we're not talking about why women are having pain in their vaginas, Mm -hmm. and what the root cause is, you're not going to have better sex. So, you know, I am willing to go to places that other people aren't willing to go to on my TV show. And I am willing to talk about the root causes of stuff. So even like with weight loss, we've talked about it a couple of times on my show. And, you know, what it comes down to is we don't talk about dieting on my show because dieting never works. That is not the problem. Mm -hmm. That's not what the problem is. So Cindy on Cork goes a lot deeper. But the other pieces of Cindy on Cork is that every week I give an influence Strategy. So, I really teach people how to speak their truth, how to present themselves. It really has to do with how you show up in the world. What's, we have a life in the streets, so and we have really hilarious people that we randomly stop on this. <laughs> and what's coming in, so here's a sneak peek of what's coming in the March season, in the March, April, spring season. Is the first thing is that we actually have a wellness correspondent who's going to be giving a great wellness tip, and she's amazing.
0: Mm. I can't
1: reveal, we're revealing who she is in a few days. She's brilliant. Stay tuned. She- everything and what's even greater is that we're doing these crazy adventures where i burst into people's workplaces (laughs) sing to them or improv with them or do crazy ass shit with them so and that's at the top of every show to give you your good belly laugh of the week so i'm just super excited about this show i'm currently with a network and and excited to be on even bigger networks and expand and see what happens in the next year with the show
0: oh awesome i am so proud of you Thank you. you no, know, and and it's been so amazing to watch that with the show. So here you have this big dream, and for a lot of people, you know, to look at pulling together a network show where you have sponsors, you have different segments. It's not just you sitting down and interviewing somebody for the full half hour. You have a lot of different moving parts that you got to put together, and it's got to be edited, and you got to bring in money to be able to support all of that, and and you've done it, it's fallen together, and I think so much of that is a, a testament to how much inner work you have done, and how Thank much, you. in my world, you are really owning your inner dominatrix. Yeah, yeah spring out the whip, baby.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where the show's going to go. Yeah. Mind, so it'll be, Yeah. You know the behind the scenes. You know that a couple of really big things are happening in the next year with the show. So i do. I'm yes, <laughs>
0: yes, I'm a little more privy to some information. But Ugh. others can stay tuned. We'll just leave the little teaser there. There you go. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, the half an hour just goes so fast. It does. Oh, but I do want to just give a little shout out for you for your work that you do outside of the TV show, which is your speaking and presentation skills because you yeah. are amazing at that. Thank you. you had something that you wanted to offer for the audience, so... I do. So a lot of
1: entrepreneurs and coaches and speakers, well, obviously speakers, speak as a way to market their business. And what I'm finding is that over my years of training, as much as I love teaching people how to write speeches and present and use their voice effectively, the biggest pain point that speakers and entrepreneurs and coaches tell me is that they don't know how to get bookings. So I have a free gift for you. If you want to learn how to land a speaking engagements, go to your persuasive voice.com
0: forward slash high paid. Fantastic, super easy. And of course we will have that in the show notes. So if you're somewhere where you can't write that down quickly, you can reference the show notes and get that again. So Thank you so much, Cindy, for coming on board, and, uh, and of course, you know, this was a rather selfish one, because you showcased me, which was so delightful. <laughs> I'm a big
1: David fan, I'm a bit of,
0: I have a bit of a girl crush, what can I say? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's always a delight to work with you um, on whatever capacity that we are in, and thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on here.
1: Oh, thank you, darling, and thanks to everybody listening.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Inner Dominatrix. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tell your friends. And for more, join the Facebook group, Access Your Inner Dominatrix. Till next time, have fun.